0: Hello, hello, welcome Ooh. to Shatter Team Tuesdays, <laughs> hello, hello, I have the queen, I'm, listen, I'm giving the titles today, okay, so don't, don't be like, oh you being all extra, it's okay, that's what I do sometimes, so I have the queen of finances, the dividend diva, Karen Wild Williams, how are you doing today, Sorority?
1: I'm doing amazing. I'm having a great day today. Oh, well, that's good. That's, that's fabulous. And the weather is nice over there where you are? It is. You know, the weather in uh, Texas is, you know, if you don't like it, wait five minutes. So it was thunder this
0: morning and it's sunshine right now. So, okay. so you can't complain. Can't complain. No, no. <laughs> well, that's perfect. So I'm. I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Because you are a busy woman, let's just put. I mean, you have several hats that you wear. If people do not know or heard about Karen Y. Williams, I mean, just keep living. You just <laughs> that's right. the best thing I can say. Yes. So, so with the dividend, can I, can we start from the beginning? Okay. Where did this title come from?
1: Well. Um, Let's start at the very beginning. Okay. Um I have always had a passion for personal finance and I am kind of a third generation black girl financier. So my grandmother was very financial is very financially wise. She's still alive at 98 and my mom was financially savvy. And so my mom taught me what she knew as well as my grandmother. And so I've always had a passion for money and finance. And then I went to college and figured out that everyone's parents didn't do for me what my parents did Mm -hmm. in terms of financial literacy and education. Mm -hmm. So in 2012, I decided to kind of formalize my education. And when I finished the class, I decided to name my business, The Dividend Diva. I wanted it to speak to money, but also kind of speak to my personality, which is, you know, a little fashionista, a little, you know, over the top. So, The Dividend Diva.
0: Okay, because you you are a diva. I mean, I might say, just add that. I mean, you, you're, you're- I'm a down good. a little bit today, but yes, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> usually on <the> top. <laughs> yes you, yeah. you usually are typically you are mm-hmm. so as long as I've been knowing you for it's been two and a half years yeah mm-hmm. it's I, I've always seen you as a diva so mm-hmm. <laughs> that title fits you so you come from a history. Um, and a culture background of learning about finances and with your with your mother and also your grandmother. I think that really speaks volumes because nowadays we don't, and I'm, I'm going to say we as the people, we don't typically have that, um, I'll, I'll say foundation maybe, to where we have a lot of generations that are teaching us about the wealth and what we need to do and our finances. Um, And you mentioned when you went out to college, because one thing that, I don't know if it happened during your time, so, but during my time, when you first go to college, you have all these people trying to get you to apply for credit cards. Oh,
1: definitely,
0: definitely.
1: Um, I think it's, you know, well, the first thing is you can't teach what you don't know. Mm. So in a lot of communities of color, they don't know the basics of financial literacy. And survival makes you do things that may not be in your best interest, right? Mm-hmm. Payday loans, predatory loans, things like that. So you can't necessarily teach what you don't know. So you end up making a mistake. Um, it takes a while to get out of it, if, if you even know how to get out of it. And then you pass those lessons on to the next generation, right? You can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. You're gonna die with some debt, so you might as well get, you, you, you perpetuate that. Um, and so you know we all hit the campus and they are handing out credit cards and we'll give you a free phone if you do this or free this yeah. you know And so it kind of st- starts that cycle of debt. Um, my mom was very specific with me you know do not get a credit card. I will write you out of the w- if you get cr- I mean she was very oh, specific okay. that I didn't I didn't know enough. To do it, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I still made some financial mistakes, but they were limited, you know, because I had, you know, kind of a mentor in that area. So um, that 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 debt can start usually right in early adulthood, and if you don't do anything to correct it, it lasts a lifetime. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've really tried to interrupt that pattern uh, with the with the people that I work with. Okay. Okay. I like
0: that. I like, and I. I wish. I wish I would have had that knowledge. Like, don't get that credit card, because you know we want to. We want to have the freedom to do what we want to do. We don't think about. Well, how am I going to pay this credit card off? And I'm not yes. working. Right. You know, we don't. Or is it really
1: worth it? Like, like, is it? You know, if I if I buy a sweater. Um, and not, you know, lately I see it. Pink is very popular. Um, I see a lot of people with Victoria's Secret credit cards when they come to, you know, kind of work with me. So if I pay a hundred dollars for a sweater at 29% interest that I may wear once or twice, you know, cause I live in a warm weather state or whatever it is, mm-hmm. do I still want to be paying? Do I want to pay 30% interest on something? Cause a store card is going to be about 30%. 29.5, 27.5. Is it worth it? And then if I did the same thing and invested my money, what would it look like, you know, 20, 30 years from now? So, you know, it's just asking yourself the question, is it worth it? Is it- can, I, can I wait two weeks and pay cash? Um, can I get it at a discount? Can I thrift it? Can I be creative? Can I shop in my own closet? All those questions are things we can ask before we saddle ourselves with debt. Because at the end of the day, I tell people, I'd rather it be good than look
0: good. Mm,
1: I'd
0: rather it be good than look good. And I'm, I'm taking notes. You know, I brought my little- <laughs> I, <ain't managed. laughs> I might run out of paper. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. I- <laughs> but I'm, I'm taking notes because. Um, you know, people pay for what people pay for what they want, yeah. And it may not necessarily be an investment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if you if you look at, like you said, the long term goal instead of just satisfying your desire right now, um, right. like you can look at look at things a little bit differently. So be good. Wait, say that part again. I'm a good miss- I'm yeah,
1: I would rather it be good than look good. Right. You so if you have a if you have a twelve year old Camry, right, but you have you know twenty thousand dollars in the bank, or do you want a twenty twenty three BMW with a thousand dollar a month car note? You know, I'd rather it be good. I'd rather you be financially solvent. Have. Um, uh, emergency fund in the bank, have a reliable car that's paid for, or that you know has a minimal payment than to have the most extravagant depreciating assets you can find. Right. So I'd rather it be good. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I would rather you be maxing out your retirement vehicles than to be driving a depreciating vehicle. You see what I mean? There's a difference. And so when you have money in the bank, you make decisions differently. You don't make decisions under pressure. You don't make decisions under duress because, you, you know, you have ample resources to address what comes up. So it it takes some deprogramming because normally we want to look the part. We want to, you know, we want people to see that we've done well, but uh, wealth isn't always visible. Mm. Wealth
0: isn't always visible. But we live in a society where uh, I have to see yes. it. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't believe it until I see yes. it. Yes. Um, and we're not even gonna talk about the fast money. So we're just gonna leave that, we're gonna leave that alone. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother segment. So we'll
1: another Tuesday. That's another Tuesday.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but with with financial um Let's talk to. Oh my gosh! I just realized I made a mistake on that name. Sorry. Um, let's talk about the our youth, and then we'll go into we'll say my generation. Okay. So so, so speaking to our youth because I know you have some teenagers, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I I know that they are they they already financially sound because I I remember seeing um it it was a few years back your daughter uh her her business i can't think of the name it was a cleaning business or something of that nature my
1: son has a yeah he has a power washing business oh i had it backwards Um, okay yes uh-huh
0: yes yes and i remember remember you were saying uh we're starting off we're starting off uh early and he needs Mm -hmm. to start making some money because he wants to he wants to have this and he wants to have that and i was like Mm -hmm. wow Now that's a different that's a different way of parenting to where you're giving them the entrepreneurship mindset of hey let's do something that you would like to do that can be um, lucrative for your business. That's
1: right. So
0: what with the youth, where what are some tips that you can give our young individuals now?
1: Well, one I want them to. I want them to ask questions. If you don't understand something about money, I want you to ask questions. And they have more information at their fingertips than we've ever had. So there are there's a really great website called Investopedia. If you ever want to, you know, a definition of a financial term, you can use Investopedia, right? So you can go ahead and you can say, you know, what is it? What is a dividend? What is a stock? What is a bond? Uh, What is interest? What is compounding interest? And that site will define it for you. But my kids are still teenagers. They still want to eat raisin canes and chicken, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A every day. And, you know, they want to buy tennis shoes and stuff like that with their money. But I wanted them to have some basic financial concepts. I wanted them to learn to tithe early because they are the benefit. uh, They are the beneficiaries of a tithing lifestyle. I wanted them to learn uh, money management, putting 10 percent away for ties, putting 10 percent away for savings and then you know having money to spend. I wanted them to understand that they did not have to work for somebody else. I wanted to i I worked for someone else and I retired. Um, I still work for another company, although I have my own, but I wanted them to know that it was possible for them to never have to work for anyone. I didn't want to create that fear in them that I have to get a job and I have to work for somebody else. You can be your own boss. And so I wanted them to have the freedom to make that decision in this generation. Uh, My husband and I decided to pay the price so that they could live a different financial life in their generation. I
0: like that. So the 10% for tithe. Now we may have some individuals that are not familiar with that term. So can you so
1: you know I'm a Christian, but I have clients that are not. I believe that charity is basically the rent we pay to stay on the earth. So I have some clients that are not uh, members of churches. And tithe is like this 10% uh, donation that you make to your local church. Or I have some people that make it to local charities. They, you know, they don't go to church, but they support the local food bank or the women's shelter or whatever they choose to do. I just think you have to get it out of your hand. Tithing Mm -hmm. teaches you other things, though. Some people, I'm not giving my money to the church. Well, that's okay. But what it does is it disciplines you because if you give 10% away, that means you're learning to live on less than what you make. And most people are overextended. They they need 120% because their credit cards are maxed out. They have school loans. They have payday loans. They have personal loans. So you're living on more than that. So when you tithe, first of all, you're disciplining yourself to, to, to save, you know, to live on less than 100%. Well, then when you save another 10% for savings, investment, retirement, whatever that is, then you're learning to live on 80. And if you eliminate debt, then you'll find that you it may only cost you twenty or thirty percent of what you bring home to actually live when you don't have a car note, when you don't have a student loan, when you don't have credit cards. Because when you add it all up, you're saying, "Wow, two thousand dollars a month is going out in all of these bills," right. and you know, I own my my living expenses are pretty minimal, right? Gas, light, water, and you know, uh, you know, property. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Basic stuff, Hulu or whatever. So um, it's a great lesson. But I wanted them to learn that some of your blessings come from being a blessing to others. You can't keep it all. And so um, it's easier to teach a child a concept than, you know, adults once they've made up their mind or something has happened that really kind of roots an idea there. So um, they were kind of raised to I used to have an envelope system for them and they would put, you know, I would give them their allowance in singles and they would put have to put something in this envelope for ties, this envelope for savings and then this envelope for spending. And so they still use that. My son uses, you know, his cash app as his savings and his checking, you know,
0: so they're learning. They're learning. Okay. I like that. I like that. So, so 10% to the, for tithing or charity. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then 10% for the savings.
1: So yes. We- that's the basic equation. 10, 10, 80. If, if a person is just starting to, you know, kind of recreate their finances, I give them that equation. Now it can get bigger. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You may grow to where you can max out everything and you're saving half and, you know, living off half, you know, it can change. But if you don't know where to start 10, 10, 80, you still get 80% of your money, but so many people do not have emergency funds. So many people don't have any savings, anything more than a thousand dollars. It's a GoFundMe. me. It's no insurance. It's, I got to call my, you know, Family member that kind of manages money well. So, 101080 10, is a great place
0: to start. So, I have a question. Is an emergency fund and savings two different things? So, oh gosh, now,
1: I'll give you a disclaimer. Okay. I am a pretty avid saver. I'm a saver. But what I tell people is I would have two, at least two savings accounts. Okay. One is long term savings. One is short term savings. And in your short term savings account, I would have about a thousand to two thousand dollars. If you have a family of, you know, more than two, I would say two thousand dollars. Right. So If something breaks, if you need a tire, if you need uh, to fix the washer and dryer, if the garbage disposal goes out, you can fix those things with that $2,000. And then your your long-term savings is your emergency fund. That is three to six months worth of living expenses. If it costs you, $5,000 $5,000 a month to live then your first goal is to have 3 months of savings that's $15,000. And so I say that's long term that's if something drastic happens if there's an illness if you get laid off if you you know um if something happens if there's a death in the family or someone gets ill and you need to go you know stay with them for a month you have some living expenses where your whole life isn't turned upside down because you missed one paycheck. And so um, a budget is, you know, planning that out, having 10% go here, 10 it's just you telling your money what to do. And you'll be surprised at how you feel when something happens and you have the resources to
0: address it. That—that—that hmm. mm-hmm. that, that is, I like, I appreciate you um, breaking it down because, mm-hmm. um, and I was, I'm, I'm just going to share a little bit because I share every time about, my whole cancer journey. And you know, when you, when you go in thinking that oh, I'm just going to be out for six weeks, I just need to heal. And then they come back and say, oh no, it's cancer. It's going to be something else. So then those emergency funds and that short-term go short-term savings really, really, play a and I'll be, and I'll be truthful. I did not have either one of those at that time. So it's kind of like, what in the world to do um, when you have all these expenses and then medical bills on top of medical bills, on top of medical bills. Um, what are your thoughts about um, the short-term disability and the short-term uh, short term disability and like long-term disability? Do you feel like it's feasible to pay into those things to where you can, um, even like AFLAC, to even pay into those where you can- and receive funds back when you're going through things like this?
1: Okay. Well, I will tell you, I am a pretty, I'm pretty transparent and I don't know who's watching tonight, but um, you and I are both members of the best sorority on the planet, Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. So one of the things that uh, we have you know, at Sigma Gamma Rho is the opportunity for our members to have AFLAC policies. And I'm a big believer in supplemental insurance. I'm a big believer in insurance. Insurance is basically ins- is is transferring the risk from you personally to the company, right? Mm-hmm. And so I will be transparent. I am a child of cancer. So cancer has been pretty prevalent in my family. So I lost my dad in 1994 to uh, prostate cancer. So I kind of learned about cancer loss very early. My dad died one week after I graduated from college. I had a couple uncles that died of cancer. My mom was a cancer, a 26-year cancer survivor, And I have a brother that passed away from lung cancer. So I'm a child that has, you know, quite a bit of cancer experience. Mm -hmm. So when I got my first job here in Houston, I bought Aflac over, you know, almost 30 years ago now. And I kept it and Mm -hmm. I've had several, I've had it the whole time. And so I've had several incident, incident incidents. I've had surgeries and they've paid out. My children were in a devastating car accident last year. I sent in my receipts. They sent me, you know, support, you know, money because it, it comes to you. I've always had a disability policy, um, short term, you know, things like that. I've always tried to ensure the risk to make sure that if something happened that, you know, my family and I would not be... Uh, we would have as much resources as we could afford to to ensure. And so I really do. Um, and and you don't know when. Catastrophic things are going to happen, right? right. You True. don't yeah. know. And so you want to have money for the copay, um, you know, as well as I do, when you have cancer, the co-pays aren't even the biggest expense the parking just going back and forth to the mm-hmm. hotel the you know and if you have to leave out of town to go to a cancer center or something, flights and hotels and you know uh, that, all of that adds up. so as much as you can ensure your risk. So if you have those policies at work and it's twenty or thirty dollars for cancer, those of you who are members of our organization reach out and get yourself an AFLAC policy. it's a great benefit. Uh, for our members. So I I strongly suggest you do it. Oh my God.
0: And you've had your policy for over 30 years. I have
1: had policy. I have had accident, cancer, critical illness, long-term disability since 1996. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And they're portable policies, so they'll go with you. So even when I retired, I kept the policies and brought them over with me. Um, But I I just, um, I, I was, and you know, my dad, my mom was a widow for almost thirty years. Mm -hmm. So from nineteen ninety four until my mom just passed away last year in twenty twenty two, she was a widow. But because they were smart financially and they were wise and strategic, she never needed to borrow a dollar from anybody she was taken care of until she was 80 years old. And so I think that we have to think three steps down the road. We can't just spend everything we have, you know, every two weeks when we get paid.
0: Right. Right, yeah, that is, that is true, and you know that was a, a big struggle of mine when I got into the career phase, or well, I'm gonna say in college, because in college I had like two or three jobs. I've always had mm-hmm. two. Or three jobs. I don't know why. <laughs> I've always had at least two or three jobs, and at times it felt as if I from paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and at and after a while, it becomes a norm. It doesn't really bother you as much. Okay. you feel as if, and I'm thinking from my experience, but you feel as if, well, I have enough to last me until, oh, almost Thursday at 11.59, mm-hmm. and I'm good. Again. Right. And you go through that same <laughs> anticipation feeling all over again every time you um, get paid. And so I, I, I learned to stop doing so much like eating out mm-hmm. that you know if you kind of reduce that and actually just do your things at the house that would save a lot of that would save a lot of money because all of that does add up to you, you know what what I find with
1: most people the the biggest issue I find um uh, with most people in their money is they don't have a plan
0: mm-hmm.
1: no one writes out their bills no one puts together a budget so I have a budget in Google Drive and I access it very frequently. I can access it from my phone. I can access it at, you know, on my computer. And every two weeks I tell my money what to do. This goes to savings. This goes to tithing. This goes to bills, utilities, et cetera. This goes to piano lessons and Hair and nails, literally everything, lunch money, allowance, all those things are in my budget. And so as I see things change, I adjust. So nothing should catch you by surprise. Mm-hmm. And if you want to cool. eat out, you give yourself a budget for eating out. And then when that hundred dollars is gone or $50 is gone, or whatever it is, it is, you know, that you decide, um, you, you stop. But Like, just imagine, so, for instance, if you spend $100 a month um, eating out, but you don't have a a Roth IRA, if you take that same $100, put it in your Roth IRA, and let it sit for 40 years, you'll be a millionaire, right? Give or take a couple of dollars. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't do it do the calculation on it. But that's money that you're just throwing away. You're eating up, right? So if you take that and you say, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to use my grocery budget and I'm going to cook and I'm going to make this deposit into my Roth IRA so that when I'm 65 or when I'm this, you know, I'll have some money. It's a it's a much different situation. It's a much different um position. And so I encourage everybody just to do a budget you would be surprised how much money you have because you have Amazon coming out and Target. And, and I know you like Target. I know you like Target. I already know it. I already know it. Um, because Target speaks to you, right? You go into Target and Target just tell you what to buy. It just tell you stuff, you know. Um mm. I love being v- you know? myself. You know, so I just, um, somebody said, Good evening. Good evening, Tracy. You know, so I, I really just want people to write it down because you'll be surprised. Every time I work with somebody and I say, Okay, we're going to get you out of debt. We're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. They're like, I don't make enough. I don't have enough. And then when we look at it, they do. They always do. Mm-hmm. I've not met one person that has not had what they needed. Right. right. But um, everybody is better with the plan. You would not get on a plane, a flight without the pilot having a flight plan. There has to be a flight plan on on file with the with the FAA for that plane to take off and land. Somebody has to think through where are we going? Who are we going past? Are we flying over New Mexico? Are we flying over Texas? What are we doing? So we start our month off with no plan. Mm. So if
0: we have no plan. Then what are You're going we- to get no results. Right. How do
1: you know where your destination is? You know, someone said release some of those subscription services. True. Like, but let's think about, it. like, how much can you watch? Right. But right. it is simply you telling your money what
0: to do. Right. Right. That's true. <laughs> telling your money what to do. And, and the word that you said earlier at the beginning, discipline. Like that, you really have to be disciplined. And I think, I mean, I'm not for sure how long it will take, but we, we have to be consistent. And I say we because I'm speaking to myself mm-hmm. and and, am, and for my husband too. I'm speaking for both of us. So I'm going to say we have to be consistent. So when so with the budget, do we just write down all of the bills that we're spending for the month? Because you even mentioned hair and nails, every little thing that you um. Then we need to write all of that down.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, how do you know where you want to change? Right? Right. So, so when you look at it, or are you spending too much in one category? Right? So when I had one couple sit down with me and they we we tallied up what they spent a month, and I was like, How much do you spend eating out? And they're like, probably four or five hundred dollars. When we added it up, it was about a thousand.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So then, there's five or six hundred dollars that you could have been using to pay off your mortgage early, mm-hmm. to pay an extra car note, to save for college. Because we'll send these kids to college and put them back in the financial aid line that you got out of thirty years ago. You right. knew that child was going to college when they showed you the little footprint in the in the in the uh, in the on the ultrasound. You knew the boy had to go to school. Mm-hmm. That's true. So then we buy what we want and we beg for what we need. Oh, that's deep out.
0: Did y'all feel that? I feel like she just cut us.
1: Like. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give credit to my friend Davina's mother. Her name is Dorothy Tony in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she told us that when we were kids. She said, Y'all buy what y'all want beg for what you need. It's true, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll go and buy whatever we want. And then when something comes up, we're like, oh, let me go see. You know. So I, I just um I, I think we have to be more responsible. Because if you think about it like this, this is how I, I get paid 26 times a year, right? Right. I have 26 decision-making opportunities to change the trajectory of my family. I have 26 decision-making opportunities to break generational curses. I have 26 decision-making opportunities a year to create wealth for myself. I want sleep at night. I don't want to worry about this. So, I know summer is coming, right? So, my budget has enough for summer light bills because summer light bills in Houston are card notes. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I budget the highest amount possible. And then in the winter, I use that money for home improvements. I may buy me some new curtains. I may buy a new bedspread. I may, because I got a break in the winter. Right. But I know. Summer, when it comes, it's already budgeted for. I don't have to run around and rob Peter to pay Paul to get it done. So it's just having a plan. And I don't know why planning is so difficult for people. If I told you, if you sit here and do a plan with me for two years, you can change your financial life, why wouldn't you do the plan? Oh, why wouldn't you? I would
0: say you have a syllabus syllabus for a class. No, that's how you're going to graduate. That's true. That's true. I would say fear. People wouldn't do it because they're afraid. Because wait, are you going to take away from what I need? Like, what if I see this coach bag? I don't even have a coach bag, but I'm just throwing it out there. But what if I see this bag that I want? And am I going to be able to get that? Like, if I just want it and it's not in my budget, then what?
1: Well, see, this is the thing. You know, nobody likes short-term discomfort. So we want everything now. Mm -hmm. So you can you can buy the coach bag now and never get upgraded or you can save your money and you can buy Louis Vuitton and Gucci for the rest of your life. Budget for a li- budget for a minute and ball for a lifetime. Budget for a minute. No one wants short term discomfort. Nobody wants to know. I love I got to have my Starbucks coffee. I got to have my this and you spending two hundred dollars a month on coffee. I got to have my, you know, I got to have my mimosas. I got to have my brunch on Saturday and this and that. And you you're you're always going to be working. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be beholden because when you have debt, you are in you are indebted to somebody else. We don't even give ourselves a chance to accept freedom. Mm. It is so much freedom to be able to pick up your purse and go where you want to go and go home if you want to go home. But we don't give ourselves enough time to shape the discipline, financial muscle that we need. So then we have to have these conversations with our kids. Well, I know you want to go to this school, but Mama, we don't have the money for this. So you're going to have to go here. And then we got to take their dreams and, you know, massage them to what fits us because mm-hmm. we just, we were organized and disciplined for just a
0: little while. Just a little while. So only, so only two, yes, budget for a minute and ball for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with the, you said two years, when you're sitting down with someone, you're planning their budget or you're planning their financial plan for at least, and then make
1: yeah, sometimes out. it takes. I mean, like I have one, I have one client. So we started on her budget, and I was, you know, we were going through, and she, you know, she's completely debt free now. But she had 15 credit cards, and so um, I said, well, let's let's, you know, put them in order from smallest to largest, and let's see where we can start. And so once we did the budget, she was like, I don't have enough to do this, 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 and she she had a big chunk of money left over. And so I said, why don't we just pay this one off? And she was like, huh? Never occurred. (laughs) You don't have to pay the minimum payment. You can pay it off, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but you first had to have a look at the money and see what was available for debt freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, if we, uh, but you know, it it just depends. Do do you want to be well or do you want to be wealthy? Do you want to be a millionaire or do you want to watch them and admire them from afar? Because it is possible for you to be one yourself.
0: Mm, it is possible. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It is possible. Now, now today you know, today is um, Tuesday, right? Yes. And you know a lot of people are, well, I don't know if people are stressing or not, but some people may be because you know it's tax season and taxes yeah. are due. taxes are due today. <laughs> Yes. Do you do you give any um, tax advice in regards to like when you're filing and oh I have this large sum of money that I have to pay back to to the government, do you tend to give some insight in that of like cuz that's that can be a big budget yeah. change as well too. So, yeah, I will say this. One, I think
1: with taxes, the tax code can be so complicated. I would say hire a professional. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes we invest in it. We, now, this is something that is is definitely prevalent in America and definitely prevalent in communities of color. We don't like to spend our money on things we can't see. So we like, you know, jewelry, clothes, cars. And if anybody knows me, I like all of the above. But you can best believe if I have spent money on something you can see, I have put money away where you can't see it before I bought that thing, right?
0: right. But
1: we it's hard for us to invest in financial advice. It's hard for us to Now we'll buy a $100 uh a hundred dollars dress or purse or whatever. If I say it's a hundred dollars an hour to me for me, oh, I don't have, have. if you tell me a hundred dollars is going to change my life, I'm going to give you that hundred dollars, but that's hard for us to do. So I would say, you know, consult a professional and say, hey, I keep having this, you know, this large sum of money owed. How can I change this around for myself? I would do that. And number two, I would, Tell this audience that the W-4 changed in 2020 and the IRS changed the way they withhold taxes because they were trying to get rid of these huge tax returns. Right. So they were trying to level out how you how withholdings come out so that. They wouldn't be waiting all year for their money and you wouldn't have these big refunds. So most people probably need to make some adjustments to their W-4 because they're probably they probably have an old withholding schedule Mm. and this withholding table is 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 penalizing them. So they end up owing at the end of the year. Then you have taxes and penalties or you have to make estimated payments. So I would say, you know, spend some time and some money and go talk to somebody who really knows taxes. Take them everything that you have. If you have a rental property, if you have this or that, take it and say, hey, give me some good financial advice so next year I can end, you know, not owing as much or, you know, breaking even, which is really the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh I said now I bet a lot of people didn't know that the code had changed. Now see that's that's a whole nother segment. We won't I, I will not lose focus because now <laughs> we don't know right. the information, but that's okay. Let me stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> so with the dividend diva, they can consult with you personally.
1: Yes.
0: Um, I know that you've done some workshops. What are some oh, I have, what are some workshops that you've facilitated before?
1: I love I love workshops. Um, I really have a passion for college students. I love to get to students before they make those critical mistakes, but I'll teach you from nine to ninety nine. So I've done workshops at sorority conferences, um, debutante classes. I've done them at universities, Georgia Tech, uh, Sarah Lawrence University, uh, Marquette you name it: Texas Southern, Prairie View, any school that invites me. San Diego State—that was a big. I had a huge crowd at San Diego State, so I, I'll go pretty much anywhere. A lot of. Um, I had a conference last month with the single uh, single mothers organization here in Houston, um, churches, women's groups. Um, my church, the Women Who Win Conference, um, just about anybody who will let me. I'm a partner with our my church's credit union. So we do a lot of financial literacy and education at Light Commerce Credit Union here in Houston. So I'm just passionate about it. I just love to help people see, uh, help People do better, and no matter what I teach you, is not going to change my finances. What God has for me is for me, but I believe that He'll bless me if I use my gifts and talents to help you. So I just, I'm just passionate about helping people, you know, do better.
0: I love that. So, so we can definitely, if you need to schedule her, you got this. You know, she does. She can travel anywhere. Trust me, she has no problems traveling. <laughs> so you know. But really the pandemic has has helped
1: quite a bit. I have clients literally all over the world. I have clients in on other continents. But wow, um okay. Yeah, through the magic of Zoom and, and Teams, you know, I don't, yeah. have to, I don't have to travel very far. And Google Docs is an amazing uh platform because yeah. we can share. Document and make changes in your budget, and we can see it real time. So, I've tried to create this business model that's private and comfortable, you know, and you know that's but that is is results driven. And I have a, a litany of testimonies of people who are debt free. I have you know a single mother in New York who has literally no debt, no house note, no car note, no student loan, so loan, no credit card, and <laughs> single mom. So it's possible, but we don't we don't talk about our money. So you don't know who's blessed and who's not, and then those of us who have it, we won't tell you how we did it. Right. You know, so you gotta figure it out on your own, make all these mistakes, and so you know if if they're willing to to work with me, I'm I'm willing to tell them what I know. Oh, well, that's awesome! And see, yeah. this
0: is the this is the purpose of share the tLLC and share the T Tuesdays because we have to share information with people. Um, yeah. Why not? Why keep it to yourself? It, it 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 works so much better when you can bless other people and it just comes full circle. It always does. It never fails. It never fails. Yes. Uh, so so what is your website? Let's let us let let give the people where they can find you or where can they follow you? Oh, I'm
1: so easy. So it's uh Um you can email me at uh the div diva at gmail.com facebook the dividend diva like the page um uh, on uh instagram at the dividend diva i'm like it's the dividend diva it's really easy but yep. if you are interested in having you know you can inbox me on messenger on facebook or shoot me an email the dividend diva at gmail.com and say hey i'm interested in you know seeing how we can uh change my finances and um I, I haven't had I haven't met a person yet that that I can't help and that hasn't been helped. It's just but you have to be ready. You have to be disciplined and you know it it takes you know it's building a muscle, which you and I have learned and on another platform about our health and fitness. You know, it's 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 not always easy, but it's always worth it. Worth
0: it. It is worth it. And it's all about the mindset. We're gonna shout out. <laughs> Nicole. yes it is about the mindset but you know just to just to
1: share with people that it's possible and i don't know that we get to see um black middle class or working people that we think are wealthy a lot of the people that are celebrities are in debt and we find that out later right we find out oh gosh they had this they had that but i haven't had um Let's see. I haven't had credit card debt since two thousand and two. Oh wow! I haven't had a car note in probably maybe maybe about fifteen years. Oh, wow. I own I owe nothing. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have any car notes. I don't have any student loans. I can send my kids to school. My son goes to school in the fall and it's ready and the money is set aside. So I just think sometimes it's good to see somebody that looks like you, that still gets up and goes to work every day. Um, I just chose, I have 26 decision-making opportunities and so I take those opportunities seriously and I try to make good decisions, not only for me, but for my children's children. Because if I do it right, I should be leaving them an inheritance.
0: I like that. I love that. Well, I'm definitely going to have to schedule you to uh, come and do a workshop in the great state of Oklahoma. You know, we ride right up the two stops. I would love to come to Oklahoma. That's one
1: of the states I haven't been to. um okay. I, I, I've worked with um, you know several regions. I've been to Georgia several times. Um, Wisconsin you know that's my home I've been there a couple times to do workshops I would love to touch Oklahoma And I love to touch undergrads too Um, I love when the the students Come and say I heard your voice in the student Line on the student loan line I I Only got what I needed I didn't get a big Refund check and I and You know one of the undergrads called me uh, Last year and she said So Karen I graduated She graduated from TSU she said I only owe
0: Hmm.
1: $13,000 Bravo <laughs> that's she, said, she, said, she said, I got my new job. I'm gonna stay in my college department. I'm gonna sign the lease again. I'm gonna pay a thousand dollars a month and in a year I'll pay off my I'm like this is my Ooh, child. This is what we're talking about, right? So I love to get students because then they don't have to make all these mistakes in 20, 30, 40, you know, like we did paying off credit cards and doing all that kind of stuff. So I I love any
0: audience, but I especially love young people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, this is a bus. We're going to put this we're going to put this in the, in the future because I know yeah. we have a busy schedule so we we'll, I I'll start planning and working on this. I love it. So we'll be on the lookout for for some upcoming workshops in Oklahoma. We got to bring it to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I have another question. Okay, because um Now, I know you, well, you know that I made this hobby of mine into a business. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And when you're running a small business or, um, you know, getting started, Mm -hmm. and I'll be truthful, I did not have a financial plan. I was Mm -hmm. just out here just playing around, sharing things, talking to people. And then Mm -hmm. it said, hey, you need to make this a business. Why don't you turn this into something? little bit more instead of just having fun with it okay mm-hmm. that's good. and so now it's like this this is expensive <laughs> and so my my thought is I don't want to feel like I'm way over my head um mm-hmm. so what would be some guidance that you can give like a, a, a new entrepreneur like myself so again it goes back
1: to planning I don't know what we're doing without having a a business plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go to a meeting and they don't have an agenda, that's a red flag for me. You didn't plan for me to come. You didn't go. You didn't take the time to think through what you wanted to accomplish with this hour of my time. So I'm weary of people that don't have an agenda for uh, for a meeting. Right. Right. I'm I'm weary of people who don't who have a family and don't have a plan. Right, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to do that? So, when you have a business, so now that you've you know started, I would say, as a new entrepreneur, I would stop and I would say, okay, now what is the goal of this business? How much income do I want to bring in? What are my possible revenue streams? Am I trying to get enough followers to where I'm paid? Do, am I trying to uh, you know, look for advertising? Am I um. Am I going to have a share the tea luncheon that brings in revenue, you know, and that, you know, where the podcast stays free, you got to have a, you have to have a plan. Let me study some other successful podcasts and let me see how I can be at least revenue neutral, right? If I bring you on, you know, you do this and you, so you have to figure out like what the process is for your business, right? And then how are you going to be profitable? So You know, my business is it doesn't have a lot of overhead. Right. Right. It's a service oriented business. Now, there are some people who, you know, don't like to pay for services. You know, they rather, you know, (laughs) do something else. But the, the clients that I have are loyal. I have some clients that do not leave me. Now they're out of debt and now we're working on wealth. We're built, you know, we're buying stocks and buying rental properties and doing other stuff. But you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan for your business. We meal plan, we meal prep. What am I gonna eat tomorrow? Usually we get in less trouble if we have a plan as to what we're gonna eat, right? right. So um I, I just think um it's never too late to pause, it's never too late to do good. So that's my mother saying, right? It's never too it's never too late to do good. So I think I would pause as the business is growing and say, okay you know, do I have the right, do I have the LLC? Do I have the the right business account? Is it charging me too many fees? Um, what are my professional obligations? Do I need to hire a CPA to do my taxes? I think you need to, you know, just take some time, get a sample business plan and then go through and kind of give yourself some, um, give yourself a little guidance in there. And then you'll find that your business will grow because you've taken the time and kind of, you know, um, um put some structure behind your ideas.
0: Okay. Right? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I I will say I I have printed off a um a business plan, a business I'm going to mess up her name, but um she sends different business plans to small entrepreneurs and so she did send me one. And okay. I have met with a, a business attorney. Yes. Just listening to like contracts and all of that, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It can be very overwhelming, mm-hmm. but when when you have mentioned earlier that you're putting your money in that's going to help you in the long run. So when you're doing contracts and um, mm-hmm. advertisement and all those things, this is something that's going to help you for years to come. And so I try not to think about the dollar sign that's behind it, but, Mark, but
1: this is the thing. You spend money all the time on things that don't bring you value. That,
0: that's true. Targets,
1: you, you spend money all the time on things that don't bring you value. That's true. You have to learn how to invest on, in, you know, things that aren't on our back. Right. So Mm -hmm. every every female has a glam squad. You have the person that does your nails. You have the person that does your hair. You have the person, you know, um, that that, you know, styles you or whatever your favorite salesperson at your favorite store. This we got this in. You need a financial glam squad. You need an attorney. You need a CPA. You need a financial advisor. You need you need a financial glam squad. Let me make my money pretty. Honey, I'm the deal. Let me get this money fine. (laughs) <laughs> let's get some commas right right so, yeah let's get some commas and um one isn't enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: you need we need a couple more commas right right so you need the financial glam squad too oh i love that okay see i need that i need that boost of encouragement because yeah i mean you want a good real estate agent right you right. want people on your team I have an amazing real estate agent. She's my cousin. I'll just throw a shout out. Her name is Sonia Gaines, best in class in Houston, Texas. But I have a great real estate agent. So when I when I find out, hey, this is going on, I want to buy land out here. I have somebody that I can call that I have a relationship with that knows me. She has a relationship with a great broker. We can get it financed like this. We can do you need to put people in place for things other than depreciating assets.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I
1: will tell this to this audience, which is most likely a lot of black women, is that when I was at Rice and I was studying for the certified financial planner doing the coursework there, they said, you know, don't don't waste your time with um, with uh, a clientele that is highly leveraged in personal use assets.
0: Why? Why?
1: Personal use assets is. um uh, clothes shoes jewelry they don't they're not going to invest they don't have any money left to invest but, but it, most of those are, most of those are communities of color right
0: right right
1: yeah so don't even waste your time with that because they're not going to invest in your business and mm. to some extent that is true it's a hard sale most people come to me when they've hit rock bottom when everything is at its, you know, worst, I this, I that, I'm, you know, I can't take it. I'm, you know. So it doesn't have to be that way. Right. But you do have to change your mentality. Um, if you start, you know, this is this is my joke for people on social media. If we had to change our profile picture to our credit score, who would we
0: be? Uh oh. So but that—that but
1: that is the most meaningful number to you because that number drives what you pay for your car loan, what you'll pay for a mortgage, what you'll pay for a student loan if you have to help your kids go to school. That number drives your insurance rate. Mm-hmm. How high of a risk are you? So that's the most important number. But because nobody can see it, we don't worry about it as much. Mm,
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah. And, and what's that other number? I don't, I don't know what we keep yeah. talking. What's that other number? Um, Is it FICA? FICO score. That's your credit score. Um, It so wh- is. Why did it make it, it sound like it's two
1: different things? Well, there are different companies that do it. There's like Equifax TransUnion. But the FICO score is an algorithm. It's called the Fair Isaacs Corporation score, um, right? Okay. Um. And I say, this is my, this is the dividend diva here. I call it the um, financial integrity and credit observation score. Hmm. I can tell you who you, I can tell what kind of financial integrity you have. If you tell me uh, your credit score, I hmm. can tell you if you're disorganized. I can tell you if you don't have a budget. I can tell you if you pay your bills late. I can tell you if you're overextended. All I need is your score. I don't need your first or last name. I can tell you everything I need to know. Just by that score and if i can see the 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 trail of the score over time i can tell you now some people have a great credit score and they may have an interruption they may get laid off and you'll see their credit dip and then when they are back and restored credit goes right back up so that's just the loss of income but then you see some people that no matter they've been employed the whole time and the score has you know been traditionally challenged and so that tells you everything you need so it's uh, i call it the uh, financial integrity and credit observation score but it is the fair isaac's corporation um the, the name of that company that built the algorithm that tells us what our credit score is okay mm-hmm.
0: ok well, we can have a whole hour well oh, no conversation, whole conversation. right yeah, I, do, I do want to say thank you because I know I know we have something else to do because we always busy but I yeah. do want to say thank you thank you so much soror my friend uh yeah. my neighbor <laughs> the yeah. dividend diva I appreciate you coming on strategy Tuesdays to enlighten and encourage and educate um my 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 audience and even the people not on the podcast but on my social media the purpose of let's talk is always teaching advocating listening and gaining knowledge and i've gained a lot of knowledge i have at least five sheets of paper here and i'm gonna have to put them all together on one but i hope that you have gained something from this discussion because budget for a minute and ball for a lifetime come on we, we need to get this together so young folks folks senior citizen folks a, gen Z millennium you are she said 999 so she right. can provide the service to you um make sure that you go and you follow the diva, diva on all social media she's on Facebook and instagram go to her website she has published books so go there order support and just get a quotation from her if you just have some questions. Don't be scared, don't be nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and do what you need to do and have that plan. You know, budget plan for at least yep. two years. And shame and regret are are what keep most
1: people away. They don't, you know, we've learned not to talk about our financial business. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, It often keeps us away. So we perish because of lack of knowledge. So um, who you are today isn't who you're going to be tomorrow. You just need information to change the trajectory of what you're doing with your finances. So don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. We all make mistakes. Um, and so we all have areas of strength and areas of opportunity. So I have an area of strength in finance, but I have a coach for my health and fitness because I have an area of opportunity with weight because my weight fluctuates probably like some people's credit score. So we all have room for growth and development. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I use my strength to benefit you and you use your strengths to benefit me, we all win. Mm i love that oh, even
0: exactly. have to ask her, her outgoing words she just summed it up it for me perfect <laughs> all right so make sure you guys go and follow don't forget to tune in every tuesday also follow me follow share the LLC on all social media channels at share the t with V. and don't then don't forget to be intentional be insightful and be impactful in everything that you do and share this information with someone else. Just save it and go ahead and reach out to my girl. Okay. And tell the big tension. She know me. Trust me. (laughs) All right. Well, Sora, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And and, and until next time, everyone, you guys be safe. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Take the chance